Well, last week I said I wasn't quite sure when we're going to end uh, this series on the attributes of God. And there's been an attribute that has just been one that I've been wanting to talk about, wanting to talk about. And the Lord, I was just like, ah, I just don't know if I want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't know if it fits very well. And, but I just kept coming up in my spirit. I really, I really feel like I want to talk about this. And it's one of my favorite topics. And I just was like, I was sort of like in this, not like beating myself up, but in this struggle. And uh, Brother Paul called me uh, earlier this week, and he was, we were talking about a couple of different things, you know, about sermon series and other things. I was just like, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? Do you want me to move to the next series or not? And he just really encouraged me and says, Jason, if this is on your heart, I've placed it on your heart because people need to hear it. And that's all he said. And I was like, got it. Okay, so here we go. I'm ready to talk about it. So today, I'm not going to go through all of the old attributes that we have. They'll be on the screen. We'll kind of flip through them. We're on attribute number 17. Come on. There's, there's tons more. We won't do them all forever. But attribute 17 is God is healing. God is healing. Just like God is gracious, God is merciful, God is consuming fire, God is love, God is good, God is healing. It is who he is. It is part of his DNA. You cannot separate the other things from it. It is who he is. And the healing that he has, and everyone thinks, oh, well, Pastor Jesus is going to talk about physical healing. Jesus, God, he is the healer of all areas of our life. It is not just physical healing. It is every area of our life. And I have been studying healing and thinking about it and reading up on it. And I gave a message, I don't know how many, uh, maybe about two years ago or a year and a half ago. And it was like the 10 ways that God heals. Well, guess what, church? I'm up to 14. I'm up to four, and I feel like I'm not done yet. I feel like the Lord continues to uncover how he heals and how he moves and how he works. And so those of you who came in this morning who need some type of healing in your life, whether it's physical, maybe it's a spiritual healing, maybe it's a mental, maybe it's emotional, I'm going to walk through just a couple of these, and I'll do a couple more next week because I want you guys to understand and, and just grasp the fact that God is healing. And we've been talking about doing this, you know, miracles over the summer. This is going to be a summer of miracles. This is a church that's marked by miracles. And we have had testimony after testimony of God's healing power in people's lives. How many of you guys remember, you know, that's almost been five years since Pastor Jim Dumont, the founding pastor of this church, was raised out of a coma in which he was in for six days. It's been almost five years. And the list of miracles that God has done and the healings that he's performed, that he has done, in that just short time frame of five years, has just been miraculous. God heals in so many ways. If you study Jesus, every time you look at Jesus, says, okay, here's what Jesus did. He went around and he healed. This is what he did. And so if we looked at a scripture at the beginning of this series, that if Jesus only did and only said what he saw his father do and say then God must be healer. There's no, you, can't, you can't separate those two things apart from each other. God is healer. So look at this scripture, Matthew 9. 
starting in verse 35 here. It says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. I like that there's, it's plural there. It's every sickness and every disease. And I believe that the disease, it's a, there's physical disease, but sickness sometimes is more. There's emotional sickness. There's emotional pain and challenges. But Jesus healed every sickness and every disease among the people. And God can do that, and he still does that today. Because as we know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. John 5 says this, verse 19, And Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. And we just looked at that scripture that Jesus goes about healing, which means God is a healer. We've said this many, many times here at church, says God's goal is whole. God's goal for you is wholeness, complete and total wholeness. And how many of you, including myself, don't raise your hand, walk throughout this life not being completely whole in every area of our life? Right? It's a journey. It's a process. It doesn't, we, Pastor Liz was talking about, it doesn't all happen immediately, instantaneously. And I think from a healing perspective, we come to church or we go to a prayer service and we go up front and we say, well, if, you know, if this person just prays for me, everything's going to be different. Everything's going to change. That is sometimes how God works. But God works in so many different ways to heal us. And many times he wants to heal us of something and we are our own cause of the problem. Come on, church, let me say that again. Many times God wants to deliver us or heal us of something, but he's not going to do it until we can begin to recognize and understand that we are actually our own worst enemy in this situation. And it's a lie that we're believing. It's a habit that we have formed. It's something that we're doing. Maybe it's eating or this or that, whatever it might be. The Lord is, wants to work on this Many times we, people ask me, why God didn't just miraculously heal me? Well, maybe God is trying to work on something in your life that he wants to heal the root, Pastor Liz talked about it, getting to the root issue, getting deep into what is the true thing that is causing this problem. That's what he wants to fix. That's the thing that he wants to fix. Now, does he do miraculous works, instantaneous healings? How many we know? Absolutely. That is one of the way God heals. But God heals in a, in a variety of different ways. And I want to look at some of these ways here this morning. Uh, just a, another quick scripture I want to just show before we get into that. It's James 1, verse 16 and 17. It says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Verse 17. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. You've had any type of healing in your life, even if it's through the medical system, whatever it is, God has orchestrated healing for you. That's from him. Every good and perfect gift is from him. Yes, other people have had a part to play with it, but every good and perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So let's look at some of these. Let's look at some of the ways that God heals. Because I don't believe he wants us, he never wants us to stay in one place. 
as difficult as that is and feels, he always is drawing us forward. So I got 14 ways that God heals. And I don't have a handout. You can take a picture when, when we do it, but you can come back next week for the rest of them. But here's the whole point is that God is stretching all of our understanding of who he is when it comes to healing. So the first one we find in scripture is when standing on his word. God heals when standing on his word. And there are people in our church that are great examples of this. And I believe the testimony that I gave about Pastor Jim is a phenomenal example of this. Do you know that Pastor Jim, the scriptures that he knew and he understood and that he put on the inside of him were, I believe, one of the major reasons that there was health and wholeness on the inside of his body. That he was able to get through six days of a coma and however many minutes without oxygen. Look at Proverbs 4, verse 20, says this. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and are health to all their flesh. All the flesh. Every part of your body, every part of your being. When we pay attention to God's words, when we stand on his word, when we write his word all over our house. I mean, some of you might have bad writing, so don't do a note card with your own writing. Print something out. You have a computer and a printer? Likely. If not, find someone who does. Find some great graphic arts and post them by your light switch on the door before you go out. God talks about putting the scriptures on our doorposts and in our home. Stand on his word. See his word. Read his word. Verse 23 says this. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Issues of life spring out of our hearts, so God wants our hearts to be saturated with his word. And then he says in verse 24, put away your deceitful mouth, your perverse lips, let your eyes look straight ahead, your eyelids look right before you, ponder the path of your feet, let all your ways be established. He's saying, get the word inside your heart and allow it to change your actions and the way you walk. And when you begin standing on the word, he begins to bring healing into our life. Now, last verse 27 says, do not turn to the right or to the left, remove your foot from evil. Church, I encourage you, get into his word. There's a challenge or situation or circumstance you have in your life, and it's something specific, whether it's fear or anxiety, or there's, there's actually scriptures, and Brother Paul knows this, if you have specific issues with some body part in some way, shape, or form, go see him, the guy in the blue shirt right there, go see him because he's got scriptures lined up by body part, by issue. The word covers it all, church. The word covers it all. We can get into God's word. And we have to walk out his word. So the first way we see God healed, there's many ways, they're not in any particular, is when standing on his word. The second one is when believing in faith. I don't mean hoping. I mean believing in faith. And Brother Morley, you are an example of this. You are inspiring to me and many others. This man stands in faith and he believes God can do anything. You know, we, a lot of us say, a lot of us walk around and say, yeah, you know, God can do anything. All things are possible with God. And then those who walk and actually believe it, 
and are persuaded is a good word of it. And this man here is persuaded that God can do anything. He believes with his whole heart God is his healer. Amen. And that not only is God is his healer, that he is healed because of who God is and how God operates. And I believe, and we've never said this to you, but my wife has pointed this out, is his faith is so great that even in softball games, in which he has had zero experience in, against a very good pitcher, you would think that he would strike out. But do you know that that man got on base nearly every single time, and it wasn't because of his skill level, sorry, but you would know that too, but it was because of your faith. I'm not kidding you. He believes, he walks up there saying, I will get on base. He even says it out loud, and he encourages us from the sidelines, and he believes so. Nobody could convince him differently. And the outcome was, he got on base. And there's a difference between, you, got, you know, we, we believe God can heal, but do you, leave, do you believe that God will heal? And there is this distance sometimes between can and will that we have to begin to shorten and understand and believe in faith that he is who he says he is and that he does what he says he will do. And we begin to, how do we build our faith? Back to number one, by hearing and hearing the word of God. We have to hear those testimonies and hear the word of God and get the word of God on the inside of us so that we can move from, yes, we all have this mental ascent that God can heal. Yeah, of course God can heal. I've heard, I've seen other, God's healed other people. I've seen that. But can you get in your own life to the, to the place where your faith is so strong that you know beyond knowing, beyond knowing, beyond knowing that he will, he will heal. And I can tell you there's a lot of different ways that God heals. And we'll go through those because it doesn't always mean it's an instantaneous healing in our lives as well. When we believe in faith. I'm not going to read all this scripture. I know in the AV team I have a lot of scripture back there for this story. But I'm just going to look at Mark 5. I'm going to jump around a little bit, so bear with me. Verse 26. Now there was a certain woman who had the flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from the physicians. She has spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, church, how many of you have heard about Jesus? If you hadn't before, you're hearing about Jesus today, about the living water, the, the rivers flowing of living water, his price paid, his sacrifice, not just for eternal salvation, but for health and healing and wholeness. Have you heard about Jesus? She came from behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Faith. She had such faith that what she needed to do was just touch his garment. And I challenge you, church, to, to grow and to build in such faith that you believe who he is. And that he will do what he says he will do. Down a little bit further in verse 34, if you want to skip down there for me. And Jesus, in between those two verses, Jesus immediately knew that power had gone out of him. 
he turned around and said, who touched my clothes? They're like, how do you even know who touched your clothes? There's so many people around here. And then they realized that it was her, and she said so. And it says this, daughter, your faith, what's made her whole? Her faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Faith. Number three, I believe this one is so important, and I believe we don't totally understand it. I want to take a few minutes of it, on it. Is when we accept his forgiveness. When we actually accept Jesus' price that he paid on the cross. And I think too often we have this, I, I've known of many of people, I've seen many people, the moment they become saved, they become delivered and healed from something, and they didn't even ask for it. And I believe those situations, those circumstances, that person recognized so deeply, so truly, the price paid on the cross and the forgiveness of their sins that they will be able to receive all of the gifts that the cross paid for. Not just some of them, but all of them. Story in Luke 2, I find this very interesting. It says this in verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, this is Jesus was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out to every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord, listen to this, was present to heal. The power of the Lord was present to heal. So there was a supernatural presence of Jesus was there. There was a presence to heal them. And behold, the men brought a bed, on a bed, a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. When they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up in the housetop and let him down on his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. Verse 20 says this, When he saw their faith, he said to them, Man, your sins are forgiven. Woo. We just saw, before he talked to the woman, said, your faith has healed you. Here he says, even though they had faith to receive the forgiveness of sins, they had that faith to understand that who Jesus was. He said, man, your sins are forgiven. Yes, Jesus came to, to heal the sick and the broken and to deal with the spiritual side, but what he was doing was, as he was saying is, look, your sins are also forgiven. This guy didn't come in and confess. Didn't say that he came down and confessed his sins. And so I believe that this guy was already a believer. He already knew, but he wasn't accepting the full measure of the cross. He wasn't accepting the full measure of, a, of the cross. And we talked about a lot of things this morning. A lot of challenges that you might have. You have to understand that as God sees you, he sees you as cleansed and whole. He sees you through the blood of Jesus Christ. And just because you're struggling with a certain issue, whether it's pleasing man or whatever it is, the stuff that we talked about already this morning, doesn't mean that God loves you any less. Does not mean that he loves you any less. Because your sins are forgiven because of who he is and what he's done because God is healing. You know, sweet little Maggie May, she's not in here right now. She's back in her class. But she got ready for church today. And she had on this, she has on this white little dress with her little blonde hair and it's up in a little bun, like a little ballet bun. And she just looks, I'm telling you guys, she just looks so cute. And she normally looks cute, but today's like next level cute. Okay? 
This girl is looking... That's right. We got some agreements. Amen. Two or three witnesses. Can I get one more? All right. Got one from Bev in the back. There we go. Okay. So I got my witnesses here that Maggie is exceptionally looking cute today. And while we were worshiping, and as we were, she was standing next to me. And I looked down at her. I said, I didn't say anything to her. Girl, she is just so cute, so adorable. I love her so much. What a blessing she is. And God said to me, do you know that I'm looking down on every single person? Every single person in this room. And I am saying the same thing. He is looking at each and every one of you as the most adorable thing. You're like, oh gosh, how could I be adorable to God? Because you see yourself in the mirror. You see your own sins. You see your issues and your challenges. You say, how could I be loved? How could I, how could this, this not for me? I don't, healing, forgiveness, it's not for me. But you have to understand that God is looking down at every one of you this morning and saying, you are loved, you are cherished, you are adored by the great I am. God the Father himself. And when we receive that, when we understand that, when we accept that and begin to understand God's love, God begins to do a healing on the inside of us. And what happened on this guy is they brought him down through the, through the roof. Jesus says to him, hey, man, your sins, I don't know if he says, hey, I just used that. He says, man, your sins are forgiven. And everyone's just like, everyone, the, the scribes and the Pharisees are like, how is this possible? Who can forgive sins? And they're getting all worked up. And here's what ends up happening. He says to the man in verse 24, because I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. He received the forgiveness of his sins. Jesus said, you are forgiven. And then he didn't say you're healed. He didn't say anything. He then commanded him to walk in the fullness of, of understanding God's forgiveness in his life. And he walked away from that place totally and completely healed. Amen? Amen. Sid, if you want to come up here, well, I'm only on number three. I want to do just, I, I want to do two more here this morning. I want to do these a little bit quickly. Number four is this, when standing in faith for someone else. If you're here this morning and you, like you may have some physical needs, physical healing, spiritual, mental, uh, emotional healing that you might need, and God wants, to, God wants to really do a work in your life today, but I know there are people here that might be here standing in faith for somebody else. And I want you to know that God sees that. God recognizes that. And there's a story in the Bible about the centurion. It says this in Matthew 8. It says, the centurion answered and said, Lord... I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. So church, I want to take a moment before we close I do believe with my whole heart that God is healing. 
If you're here this morning, maybe we could dim the lights, guys, to like a normal time of worship. Sid, you don't have to sing anything or anything like that. There are so many other ways that I'll walk through that God heals, but I just have this sense today to say to those who need healing in their life to come to the altar today. Those who need, whether it's physical healing, spiritual healing, emotional healing, I just want you to come to the altar this morning. Even now, begin to stand up and come, come forward. If that's you today, don't be shy. Don't wait for a better invitation than this. God is healer. God is healing. He sees you. He loves you. He cares for you. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. If you come up front here this morning, just begin to worship Him for who He is. Just begin to call Him your healer. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Andy, uh, Brother Paul, Maureen, I know Joanna's up here. If you guys could come up and just begin to pray for each person that's up here. It doesn't have to be long. You guys can spread out. Maybe Andy, start on that side. Paul, you want to start on this side over here. Maureen, maybe just start in the middle. Just begin to pray in agreement. Because number five is when we use the prayer of faith and agreement. The Bible says, when two or more are gathered together, in my name, the Bible says, I am there in your midst. I am there in your midst. Just come and receive from the healer. All y'all who came up here for healing, all you ladies, that's what I see. I see ladies up here for healing. I don't think a single one of you has a doubt about who Jesus is or about what Jesus did or about what Jesus can do or even about what Jesus will do. But I do think that each and every one of you need to hear that you are worthy, worthy the woman with the issue of blood was worthy, was loved and valued. So as you're waiting for, for someone to come and pray with you and stand in agreement with you in faith, I want you to meditate on how loved you are. I don't want you to tell him how much you love him. I want you to meditate on how much he loves you. He loves you. 
He loves you. Not because of all that you've done, not because of your great faith, not because of any gift that you bring to him. He loves you. He has set his seal of approval on you when he began to knit you together in your mother's womb. He knew every thing that you would do, both good and not so good. And he loves you. His love for you has been constant. His love for you is total and complete. It is lacking nothing. He doesn't need you to do better. He doesn't need you to be better. He doesn't need you to do more. He loves you. He desires your friendship. He desires time with you. It's all women up here. And so there's one thing I know that we all know what it feels like to long for someone's company, to long to be heard and to be understood, to long to be wanted, desired. And ladies, what I'm telling you here is that you are desired. He longs for you. Just you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus, Jesus. Praise you. Praise Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise This is not who I am up here. But I am working on being created who I was supposed to be. Each and every one of you, not just all of you here, but each and every one of you are created for purpose. You are created by him, for him, true, absolute worship isn't always a song. It's not about the dance. It's not about the song. True and absolute worship is being who you are created to be. If you don't know who you are created to be, Go to your room, your secret place. He's got you. Wait for the answer. Wait for the answer. Wait. God, help us wait for the answer and do what's worth to do in the, in the waiting. Thank you. Holy and righteous is only through him. While you're waiting, work on true fear. Not scared the true fear, the awe, the awe, the awe, and amazing awe that you can't even stand, awe. It's all about him, and you, each one of you are uniquely 
uniquely love that is what he gave me in worship. I got three pages of sloppy writing that I'm going to have to write it again. But each one of you are uniquely made, uniquely loved. No comparison to anyone. Fear of God or fear of man, I choose God. Hallelujah! 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 We magnify you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. And we cast aside any and all things that do not glorify you. We will stand as you have called us and as you have created us. And we will take off and cast aside all of those false things that we have tried to put on to please man, to please you. They're false. What a good word, Beverly. Alleluia. Created for purpose. You are needed created exactly the way you are. He doesn't make mistakes. He made you exactly this way. Stop wishing to be different. He's not going to answer that prayer. He's going to make you, you. You. And you're going to be a little bit her. Because, you know. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Guys, we're just going to take a Another minute or two and just be in his presence here. If you didn't come up front, I just encourage you to pray from your seats. You're part of the two or more that are gathered here. Praise. 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 God, you are healer. Jesus, you are our healer. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise your holy name. Praise you. Praise your name. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to read a couple scriptures over us. The Bible says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes we are healed. Just receive these words, church, this morning. 
the Bible says, the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. Those who are up here, you have to know that the Spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you. And He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through that same Spirit who dwells in power on the inside of you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits. Who forgives all our iniquities and who heals all our diseases. Who redeems our life from destruction and who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so your youth may be renewed like the eagles. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Yes, church, if there was anyone who was looking for a specific prayer for something in particular, we just encourage you to stay up front as the service closes here. There'll be some prayer teams that can pray, pray with you, lay hands on you, and just pray for anything in agreement that you might have. How many of you guys are glad... That God showed up to church today. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I'm here, that I came, but I'm super glad that Jesus showed up to church today. Amen. I want to close with this. It's a benediction we have out of Revelation 21. It says, And he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, For write these words, for they are true and faithful. Whether in this life, the life to come, he will make all things new as we see him face to face. And he restores all things back to us. Complete and total wholeness. So Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for moving and working in this place. Lord, we thank you for those rivers of living water that refreshed us today. And so, Lord, we go from this place with those rivers overflowing out of us to share your good news with others. We give you all the honor and the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. We love you.